So, Karis, you're working on all these amazing projects and you're a model. You're a multi-hyphenated person, pretty much. So you're, you're modeling. You have a children's book out called Shine Bright. You have all these amazing things going on. And you just signed the LA Models. Congratulations, right? Sure, yes. Yeah. yeah, and then you do this anti-bullying campaign called Lex. And I saw your video and you looked all cute, brown girl. I was like, wow, yeah. You know, my, my mother was was a brown-skinned woman before she passed away. And she was like my best friend. And I was like, my mom was so stylish. Yeah, you know, she was she was that mom. And period. growing up, yeah, period. And then growing up in Detroit, you know, we didn't see a lot of that, you know, until Michelle Obama was uh became the first lady. We were like, wow, I was like, finally, finally, people get to see this a brown-skinned woman on the main stage. So how did that feel when you saw Michelle Obama um, from the first lady? Oh, I was excited. I remember the day it happened, actually. I was really confused. I think that was like the first time I really started learning about like presidents and stuff like that. And mama was screaming in the room. I was scared. I was like, girl, what is going on? But I remember everybody was screaming, but I was super excited when I learned what was all going on and stuff like that. And I feel like it was it was just history. I feel like, yeah. Why, wasn't it? And so how did that make you feel as a brown-skinned woman in America? Oh, I felt good. I said, I know that's right. At <laughs> first, I was like, mm, I could come president, but mm-mm, get somebody else. <laughs> ah, that job made for me. I'm stick with what I'm doing. But I was so excited. I feel like it was nice to see another um, Black woman and Black man take a stand where we're put in a higher position than what people see us as. And so, yeah, I feel like I was just super amazed by it and very inspired. Nice. And so what led you into this journey of being like this young mogul doing all these amazing things? Like, can you tell us about this journey? Like, how did you even start this journey? Like growing up, I've always had a passion for fashion. It was just not knowing how to come about it. I feel like it was just like a little dream. Like growing up, I used to say I'm gonna be famous one day, not even knowing how. Now you know what I was going to do. I was like, I'm be famous. Like, I'm be that girl, okay? But growing up, I was always teased for being darker skin. And just because I went to a more predominantly white school at the time growing up and um, not always being around young girls that look like me or young boys that look like me. And so, you know, I was always put in a position as people are looking at me as I'm different. Or, you know, just teasing me just based off of the color of my skin or even my hair. And so growing up, I feel like that really put me down and my self-esteem was very low. So I feel like it was just something that, you know, was tearing me down as a little kid. And then growing up, still not loving myself the way I should. And then my sister used to just always take pictures of me and stuff like that, just to boost my confidence up. That'd be like, girl, nobody feel like doing all this. It's like, I just want to do whatever. But I actually, I grew to love it. I grew, I love being in front of the camera. I feel like it's a way to express myself since I feel like a lot of people don't really get to see my personality a lot. But I feel like pictures is something that was able to express myself and help me gain confidence. And one day, one of the pictures went viral on Twitter with the hashtag flexing in her complexion. And then boom, I had a clothing line a few days later. I know that's right. <laughs> so your clothing line, what's your clothing line about? Um, flexing my complexion for one, it's first it was really just for help me gain my confidence up a little bit. But then I really started to realize that this isn't just for me. It's for every black, brown, freckle skin, fair skin person who wants to tell everyone they are more than just the color of their skin. And just showing everyone that you should hold your head up high. You your skin color does not define who you are whatsoever. And I feel like flex my complexion was just a great way for me to help inspire other people and to tell my story as well. Nice. How old are you now? You like a little I'm baby. 
I'm 16 now. I'm growing oh, up. Where'd you grow up at? What area? Uh, so I grew up in South LA. So I'm from South Central Los Angeles. Nice. Yeah. I'm normally in that area. We're more central LA. South Central is a little bit like near the Ram Stadium, right? Like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. How was that now? Now the Rams is over there. Like, what's that about? Because I have a friend that stayed over there. It's a beautiful home. And she's over. Yeah, she's not too far from there. And she said it went from like night and day with the cars. And just like, it's so crowded over there now. Yeah, it's super crowded. It's very gentrified now. <laughs> very right. gentrified. Literally in the morning, like at 5 a.m., I'd be seeing the people they'd be walking up and down the street. I'm like, if y'all don't go home, go home. <laughs> They're like, rams, rams, rams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Yeah. So what's your favorite subject in school? Mm, my favorite subject, I'm going to say, I'm good at math. It's just, I'm going to say math. Even though a lot of kids wouldn't say that, I feel like it's something I'm good at. I just choose to act like I don't get it, but I really do get it. I feel like it's probably my favorite. English is cool or whatever. It's cool, whatever. But I like a little challenge. I mean, it's something. So, yeah, I'm going to say math. But I'm homeschooled, so my math is a little bit different. So, yeah. (laughs) So, English definitely is something that you like because you wrote this book, right? Shine Bright, right? Yes, yeah. So, tell me about the process. What was the process like for you? Writing Shine Bright, I feel like the process was really easy, but I feel like the hard part was just trying to figure out the story um, of the character Imani. It was either I wanted to tell my story or, you know, just make a regular kid's book. But I feel like, no, I feel like a lot of kids need to hear these stories about young girls and boys that look like them who are going through these type of situations, even as a young kid. Because, you know, it starts young. These situations start at home sometimes where their parents are teaching them these bad habits and they bring it to school and bringing other kids down. And so I feel like it was a way for me to tell a story for a kid as well, but it was super hard trying to dim it down a little bit and make it where a child would get it a little bit. But I feel like I did my job. I did my job. Okay? Yeah, you got the assignment. You got the assignment. I, got, I did the assignment. Stop playing. I, I was checking it out. I was checking it out. And I was like, I heard your voice. Up. You did the voiceover, right? Yeah, I did. That was yeah. Me. So I've done that before. And I was like, whoa. I did a voiceover for an entire like audiobook course. The story of Von Michael. It was a story of about myself, but it was based on a screenplay that I wrote all these characters to, and I played these characters, and I did it in a home studio. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> it was so long. How was, what was your process for that? Did you enjoy it? You read that whole book. <laughs> um, the process of, like, the voiceover? Yeah, the voiceover process. Um, It was quick and easy. Um, I feel like we were only there for like an hour or something. But it was really quick and easy. I've done voiceovers before. I did a, a Nickelodeon show called Middle School Moguls. And that was my first ever time doing a voiceover. And so I feel like from there I kind of learned a little bit. But I feel like it was an easy experience for me. So yeah. Oh, it nice. Was fun. It was super fun. I feel like I, I do a lot. So I feel like me saying like, oh, yeah, I'd be doing voiceover. It sounds like, you know, a little song. <laughs> well, you sounded good. And I, re- I listened to it. And I was like, look at her. And I was all your words and stuff. I was like, oh, I want to go listen to it. I haven't even listened to, listened oh, to it yet. Listen to it. It's real good. It's, yeah, you sound really great on it. Your voice, your inflection is great. Your enunciation is amazing. I was like, wow. Then I saw your pictures and I was like, who is this? And I was talking to your <laughs> our people, Tasha and Janine. And I was like, 
No, we gotta talk to her. We gotta talk to her because I wanna ask you, what does black girl magic mean to you? Oh, what black girl magic <laughs> what black girl magic means to me is just being a queen, not letting what other people say about you get into your head. Because at the end of the day, I know I'm that girl, baby. Have the stuff. We are trendsetters. I'm a trendsetter. I know that for a fact. And I feel like as being a black girl, I feel like we are so much in the book, literally. So I just feel like that's what black girl magic means to me. We are queens and we are trendsetters, period. When when did you first find out and learn that you were a queen and trendsetter? It was recently when I started seeing people was copying my looks off Instagram. Oh, (laughs) I said, oh, that looked familiar. I did that. <laughs> uh, that's how I realized I was a trendsetter growing up. Especially like my hairstyles and stuff. Especially like the natural hairstyles, curly hair, straight hair, anything. I'm just, no, somebody's going to come right behind me and do the same thing. I'm a trendsetter, okay? But that's okay because we are inspiring other people. They could go ahead and do it 10 times better than what I did. Why? You already know. You out there though. Because this book is great. You, you have a hard copy. You have a soft copy. You have an audio book. You're on Amazon. How did that feel? What did your, I want to hear that, what your friend said. What did your friend say when they first saw that you or heard that you had a book? What they said? Usually, sometimes I'll tell my close friends what I got going on. Sometimes. Not all the time. But this time, was just like, you know, maybe let's just keep it on the low. Even my godmom <laughs> didn't even know. She'd be so mad. But it's okay. She'd be finding out with the rest of the world. But... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they were super excited. A lot of my friends came to my book signing that I had in LA. They'll even, they'll be in stores and Target or something. They'll be sending me pictures like, oh, I just bought your book. I'd be like, oh, period. Even some of my friends that are in college out of state, they'd be going to the stores and they'd be like, let me go see if I can find your book. <laughs> but I feel like they were super excited. I feel like a lot of my friends were able to see me grow as a person and even was able to see my self-confidence grow and my personality really. So I used to put myself in a box. I didn't really want to show my personality to a lot of people, but I feel like now I feel like they've seen the growth in me and I feel like they're super proud. Yeah, <laughs> they should be proud of you. I'm proud of you. I was like, wow. And then to find out you're like a little baby, and then you <laughs> signed, to, and then you signed to LA models, and now you, you're aspiring to go to New York Fashion Week and make some noise out there. I'm excited for you. You know exactly what you want, how to do it. You have a game plan. Where did you get this game plan from? I really don't know. I just be having ideas. I'd be like, I know I could do this. If they did it, I know I can. Shoot, but. <laughs> Because I've been looking at some people, I'd be like, I know I could do that. Like, there's no way. I just know it. I just know it. But I feel like I could do everything in the books. I just, that's just me. I feel like, I feel like that's a Leo in me. Nobody could tell me no. Right. No, so. right. Are you a Leo or Scorpio over here? Scorpio. Oh, y'all, y'all cool. Leo and Scorpio, they be, they be head to head a little bit. <laughs> they like, what? What are you on? <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool, though. That's cool because you know, that's great. Do you feel like your parents instilled this into you, your mom, like this energy you have? Because you have this energy that's like bubbles over. Like, I can't even stop smiling because it's so great to see a young person like yourself. You exude this level. It's not even just confidence. It's like brilliant, you know? And so it's like so beautiful to see. And you're a brown skin girl. Because my younger sister, Shonda, we used to call her Janet Jackson because she was a brown skin girl. Beautiful smile like yours. She ain't never had braces like us. Never had braces <laughs> but she just, she just, we were like, damn, you just out the womb, like straight Janet, you know? 
this beautiful so like how do you what did you get energy from your mom your grandma your dad like what you don't even know <laughs> I, i'm just real i really don't know my mama steals my personality she would be like me so bad <laughs> oh, it's true though i be saying i be saying my little flames or whatever i catch her she be saying it too it'd be like be yourself mm. <laughs> But I really don't know where I've got like such an outgoing personality from. I feel like everyone in my household is really different, especially me and my sister. We're totally opposite. Like if you'll see us, you'll be like, how are y'all related? Like we are so opposite, especially like in personalities. I'm more of an outgoing. I get in public. I be loud. Like, you know, tee up for real. She's more like the chill back. So I really don't know. I feel like it grew over time, especially going through what I've been through. I feel like I just it just grew on me a little bit to get out of my shell a little bit and not always be so anxious or have like bad anxiety around people, even though I, I still do, but like, I still have to learn. I got to be myself around other people. Cause you know, people gonna like me for my personality regardless. Right. And you got to push yourself. Like you say, you're giving yourself permission to, to be yourself. That's a lot. A lot of young people don't give themselves permission um, to be themselves. Have you found that in school has, have you got any, like, I guess, any pushback from other people about what you're doing right now? Because you, you're everywhere. Like, people are talking about you. you. You're bubbling under. So I'm sure people are like, yeah, I'm sure you got some haters. Before you had some haters, but now you know you got some haters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't go to school anymore, actually. I'm homeschooled now. But when I was going to school, yeah, definitely, I did go through that. Especially, like, when first blowing up and, like, everything starting to happen. Literally, girls were only... I went to all-girls school in middle school. Like, they oh. were only be my friend just to say, oh, I'm friends with cares or something like that. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I definitely had to go through that, especially going through all girls school. Like it's way different. Wait, what was the name of your school you went to? Was it Sacred Heart? What is it, Mary's? What's it called? What's the name oh, of that school? St. Mary's? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't go to St. Mary's, but the school was on the same campus as St. Mary's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a friend. She went to St. Mary's and she she was like, who's that? And her and her best friend to this day, they always talk about St. Mary's. I'm like, can we just stop talking about St. Mary's? I don't know who St. Mary is. <laughs> oh, yeah, the experience. It was a it was a different experience for me. I feel like it grew me as a person. I mean, it made me start to realize I need to hang around people who understand me a little bit more and have, you know, people who are trying to push themselves to be great, I feel like, and not hanging around lazy people all day, people who aren't going to do me any well. You got to hang around people who are there to motivate you, inspire you literally all the time because it's going to make a difference in your life. Right, yeah. People that fill your cup and make you feel whole and that, that pump you up, not because they just want to hide your hotels, but people that just want to support you and that love you and that feel good when they're around you. I think those are the best people. Speaking of which, when I heard your a little snippet of your book, Imani, um, the character you wrote about, can you can you elaborate on her? Because I know you were talking about in the intro of your your audio book, you talked about how she was skating and she was she looked at her skin, she turned around, she was like, whoa. And I saw that, I visualized as you we were speaking. And I was like, wow. Like it really, it really came, it really hit home for me. But how, but can you tell us about your character that you created in this book and um what kind of trials and tribulations that she has to go through? Um, I feel like for one, me and Imani relate to each other a lot. Even I incorporate like the skating and stuff because I love skating. Skating is like my thing. I love going skating on the weekends. Like that's my thing for me. My friends be going skating all the time. But I feel like for Imani, I wanted her to be a girl that wasn't, that was strong at first. And then someone took away that, that shine from her. And then she got it back immediately because at the end of the day, girl, you better know. 
can't nobody tell you different at all. And so I feel like for Imani, I wanted her, I wanted other kids to see her as she is powerful. And just because a powerful person walks up in a room and holds their head up high, they see people talking about her, doesn't mean that that's not going to bring her down. Strong people go through stuff too. Even though they say, God be giving as big as hardest battles to the strongest people and strongest soldiers. So I feel like I wanted people to see like these strong soldiers that y'all see all day that are like always bubbly and high, they go through stuff too. So I feel like I wanted a lot of kids to see that and grow from that and learn that at a young age because I feel like it's super important right now, especially in the society that we are living in. Yeah. Did you hear about what happened? I'm sure I'm assuming you're all on TikTok as well. I'm all on TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All day. I'm all there. So I was saying, did you see that thing that happened with um with Twitch, the DJ from Ellen yeah. Show? That was so sad. Yeah. Know, speaking of strong people, we all looked at him and we all thought like, wow, this guy, he's always dancing. He's always happy. He's always strong for all of us. And then allegedly he committed suicide or something happened. But the fact is he's, his life is gone. He's left to, you know, his widow. He has children. It's just very interesting like that you mentioned that. What kind of things did you do to help keep yourself strong or put yourself in check when people try to, um, I guess they kind of, when they try to get in your way a little bit or they try to like, try to like bring down your, your power, so to speak. What kind of things do you do? Do you meditate to keep yourself strong? Do you read books? Do you, like, what do you do? Um, I feel like for me, I'm going to be honest a little bit because I feel like a lot of people still see see me just like Imani as a strong person who never goes through anything. Um, but me, I struggle with very bad anxiety. Like my anxiety is really bad. So I feel like for me, um, for one, looking in the mirror, telling myself things that I love about myself and I have to do it every day. Like that's literally how bad it gets. I don't know if it's just because of what was happening when I was younger, but I feel like I've grown to have bad anxiety and especially getting around other people and thinking that they're thinking something different of me. So I feel like I can really relate a lot to the character. And I just feel like for me, just writing down affirmations every day, just reminding myself, assuring myself these things, because immediately something little can bring me down. Just because I sit up here all day and I just be like, oh, yep, I'm that girl. Some days I don't feel like that. Some days I just want to sit in my room all day, just be under the covers and just be in my own world. But, you know, sometimes you just got to figure it out a little bit and just, you know, work through it. You got to find your shine, find your light. <laughs> right. And the fact that you're speaking about it is great because, you know, a lot of our ancestors, as well as our parents or our parents' parents, they didn't have these conversations, right? They didn't talk to us about, like, how we're going through these crazy emotions. And right. we, we kind of like PTSD is real. Mm-hmm. It's real, and it's kind of like we've all been traumatized. Like you said, sometimes you're like, "Why am I? Why do I feel ugly?" I'm know I'm not, you know. I'm know I'm exactly. not. It's been So it's like it's like you look in the mirror, you gotta give yourself those affirmations. But it's like it's something we had to work through as a community because I felt like we swept it under the rug for so long that now our kids, kids, and now our kids are having these issues. Like you said, you beautiful black woman, beautiful young lady, intelligent. But you're still having to give yourself affirmations because of the world we live in. And now we, and we're finding out that we're kings and queens. Finally, we're finding out that we either that you know, that that we're that we're those people, you know, we're the culture. And now mm-hmm. we know this information, we, what we have to do with it. When, what are we going to do with it? Rather, are we going to like just know it and go, OK, I know we I know I'm all that. But no, it's like, what do we do to what we're we going to do to push it, push it on to our um to our children's and our children's children. And for you, yeah. you push on this book. Is there other any other things you're working on that we should know about besides the um, book and the flex campaign? 
Um, right now, I have my own foundation. It's called the Karis Rogers Foundation, and we're holding an event um, in February. We're going to be, it's called the Vibrational Summit, and so um, we're going to be talking about team relationships, you know, going to depression, all this anxiety, and, and I feel like it's not often talked about as, you know, teenagers, because, you know, we go through a lot, especially as we're basing ourselves we're putting ourselves to a standard just based off of social media and stuff and i feel like depression anxiety these team relationships toxic relationships like they're not talked about they're not talked enough about especially in the teenage world a little bit and i just feel like i want to shed light on it a little bit because you know i've been through some of this stuff and i just want to make sure that a lot of girls and boys know know what's happening or just you know just knowing their worth as young boys and girls yeah and what if you can share with us can you share with us like one of the one of the tribulations you've been through or trials you've been through without getting too in detail but just like on the surface did you have a, was it a toxic relationship with a friend or a person or another that made you feel some kind of way um I feel like it could be both really I feel like a lot, everybody goes through toxic friendships relationships or anything and I feel like everyone goes through it. It's a part of life. I feel like it's a part of learning yourself. It's a part of growing as a person because you are going to go through it one time. You may go through it again and again and again until you learn your lesson on what's going on. And I feel like for me, I've, I've had to learn that as well, you know, trying to learn my worth and not letting someone else bring me down, whether that is a relationship or friendship and just knowing that I'm the prize. You lucky to be talking to me. You lucky to be, be my friend. You lucky to be having a relationship with me. I'm the prize. You lucky. <laughs> right. And But how did you get to this space? A lot of people, they struggle with getting to that space. Sometimes people don't even get to that space ever in their life. Like, right. you really think about it ever, ever. Think about it. We all got a crazy family member, an uncle, a cousin, that just be wilding out. You be like, if you go to jail one more time, like, you know, this is... <laughs> Like some people don't know their words. How did you get to this path? How did you get to this state where you are right now, where you're so confident? Like, how did you get into this space? I feel like I've been through so much that I've really had to teach myself the healing. First, the healing process is not easy. I feel like for me, I still am going through a healing process, and not even just with bullying, through a lot of stuff as well. I feel like once you're once you're okay with yourself inside and out, I feel like that's when all the confidence comes. And some you know, some of these people that we see on social media, like a lot of my friends that, you know, we see all day, we just be like, oh, I want to be like them, this and third. But then little do we know they're really going through something outside of all of that. And I just feel like for me, I just had to grow and learn myself, especially as a teenager, you know, we're going to go through so much. And I feel like that's why I'm holding this summit because thank you. <laughs> I feel like um, it's something that we need to talk about. Um, and it needs to not be normalized a little bit, I would say, because I feel like we normalize these toxic friendships and stuff. And I just feel like it's just something to talk about. And how long, how many days will this summit be? Is it a one-day summit? Is it a weekend summit? And how many people do you expect to attend? It's a one-day summit. Um, we're expecting 200 kids, I think, I believe, mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's going to be a few hours you know having celebrity guests um and just having fun overall just doing fun activities fun fun conversations inspiring conversations some conversations might be tough but you know we gotta do this y'all we got right, things yeah. to do <laughs> right 
what do you hope that some of the people um, that attend your summit, what do you hope for them to take away from it? I hope that they take away from it. Like I said, you are the prize. No matter who it is, you're the prize. Okay. We got to keep reminding ourselves that. I got to remind myself that every day. Okay. <laughs> uh, I hope that they take away that you are enough, that you shouldn't let other people bring you down just based off of their words and their opinions, because you got to know at the end of the day, you are beautiful, you are confident, you are creative, you are special, you are everything in a whole wide world. And I feel like that's what I mainly want them to take away from it. And then don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to run towards your goals, no matter your age, no matter anything. Age is just a number. We can go ahead. You can start a business now. You can get a job. Like It's so many things we could do. Social media. Literally, don't be afraid. You have to run towards it to your goals. And you can start now. Or even when you're older, you never know. You might find your passion now. It'll be 50, 40, whatever. You just got to run towards it. And, what, and speaking of goals, what are some of your immediate goals in the next three years versus your big goals, in the, I guess, in the next five, 10 years? I feel like right now, my main goal is to have my own storefront. I feel like it's something I've been saying for a while, and I feel like it's something that I want to do. Um, and also getting my clothing in stores. Um, we've done a lot of partnership with a lot of, we've done partnerships with Macy's for Black History Month and doing stuff like that. But I feel like it's something, main, main thing when you walk in the store, it's always going to be up in there, not just a few day thing, you know? <laughs> I feel like right now, that's my main goal. And also modeling, I feel like it's something that I've always wanted to do for a long time. I feel like that's what a lot of people know me as for my pictures, like my creative photos and stuff like that. So I feel like that's something I really want to do. I feel like that's my main goal right now. And also expanding, flexing my complexion, especially in 2023. There's so many goals that we have to go forward. I feel like we're going to start off the year strong. So, yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Because, you know, like, you, like I'm sure you already follow Queen Latifah and, and um, Alicia Keys and everybody. Even Mary J. Blige. They're always talking about their complexion and how it's had some, you know, has it's kind of stomped them and made them feel like, you know, they didn't feel like they were they were supposed to be there as sometimes in the room with certain types of people. But now you're making, you're normalizing it. You're making it like, no, you're supposed to be there. If you're there, you're there. And take advantage of why you're there. And that's awesome that you're in a space where you can, where you can find yourself able to express yourself like that. Is there anything else you wanted us to know that we discussed or already talk about that we should, that you'd be in touch on? Mm, anything. I feel like we touched on a little bit of everything. I feel like. Yeah. Oh, what about your style? What about your style? Oh, I have a very streetwear style. Um, I feel like I've grown out of like the dresses a little bit, skirts and stuff like that. Like now I have like a really streetwear style, like that girl type, you know, like the baggy clothes, the leather pants, stuff like that. I really am obsessed with sneakers. I have over 200 pairs of shoes. Uh Oh, what kind of sneakers do you have? Too many. You want to come get some? <laughs> Let me see them sneakers. I want to see them sneakers. What you got up in there? What you got I'm up in there? I'm going to send a picture. It's, I have two walls of shoes by my bed. Yeah. I need two more. Walls. I need more, though. But I have a really streetwear style. Yeah. I'm, I'm a streetwear girl. <laughs> nice. And so, yeah, that's awesome. And I love the fact that you're doing so much for your community, which is, you know, your, and your peers which I think is awesome because like you said, it's an ongoing process. We're not going to fix ourselves overnight, <laughs> you know, so yeah, to speak, but at least fun. you're working on it. Yeah, at least you're working on it. 
this is just the beginning. I feel like we still have a lot of topics that need to be touched on, especially in the Black community that I feel like we're afraid to a little bit. But I feel like this is just the beginning. We're working towards that um, as a community. And I just feel like this is a way for me and a way that I can help, personally. Yeah. What other topics do you think we kind of shy away from, do you think, that you can speak on real fast? Let me see. There's <laughs> Um, I feel like um, the canceling our own people a little bit. Um, I feel like that needs to be touched on um, as a community, you know, bringing us up instead of bringing us down. Because, you know, some of these people don't want to see us win. You know, we the trendsetters. We the reason half these people rich. OK, so I feel like as a community, we have to bring each other up instead of instead of trying to cancel each other and bringing each other down. We got to bring us up before we bring in everybody else. Yeah, I noticed that too. Like somebody, I think we posted something. We just pretty, we just pretty much started one of our our, our TikTok pages, and um, we posted somebody's son that's a performer, and they were like, "He just trying to be like his daddy." He's, I was like, "Won't you just be happy that he's doing a halftime show at the L.A. Clippers?" Right. How about exactly. that? How about that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think I, that's 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 very important. You're right about that. And then I think I feel like our community could be a little more open to LGBT as well. I think that's a huge thing too. You know, a lot of times, you know, I feel like we're, that's a community that's, that, that can use our support and they deserve it and vice versa. And I feel like we kind of like, kind of shy away from it for whatever reason. Um, like it's a lot of trauma from slavery too. And then I guess the have, the having versus the have nots, right? Like some of us have, like you have 200 pairs of sneakers and some kids have one. So I feel like that's, a, that's another reason why I wanted to start my foundation a little bit. Um, a few years ago, we our first event, we did a back to school drive. And me coming from South LA, I wasn't always fortunate to buy myself these $200 pairs of shoes or $300 pair of shoes. My mom wasn't always fortunate to do that for me. And I feel like once I was able to help other people, I feel like that's when I was like, okay. Since I know I can do it for myself, I know I can do it for everyone else as well in my community. Um, I feel like giving back is something that I love doing. Um, and, you know, I just want to make sure that everyone is able to be able to do what I'm doing and making sure they're working towards their goals and not just, you know, going out, hanging out every weekend, you know, just working towards what you want to do in life. And I feel like that's another reason why I want to start my foundation was to help give back. And if there was one word of advice that you would offer somebody who is who aspires to be in your shoes, what would you what word would that be? Um, run. <laughs> <laughs> run, girl, run. Cause I'm like, I didn't pave the way for you. It may be a little, it may be it still may be hard a little bit. I'm still learning. We be going up, then we go back down, then we go up, you know, go back down. We going through, we walking up mountains and mess, you know, it's still a lot. And I feel like I paved the way a little bit for someone to come behind me and do the exact same thing. And I hope they do pretty soon. So I could be like, oh, look at her. I know that's all right. <laughs> um, I feel like I would say run. Just go for it. No one can stop you but yourself. Not even your parents. <laughs>